You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Hello and welcome to Today in Sports Betting for Tuesday, August 9th. I'm your host, Doug Reed. And as always, you can find me on Twitter at Doug underscore Reed 34. That's R-E-I-D 34. This is Sports Ethos presentation. And if you haven't checked us out, go to sportsethos.com. You can see our free information, some articles, information posted daily. You can see all of our podcasts. We are now daily in fantasy baseball, daily in fantasy football. Dan Vespers has his daily fantasy basketball podcast, which is a fantastic update. He's been going through the whole league uh, team by team a while ago. Now looking at the conferences. Uh, not starting that team by team. He went player, uh, top players on us, ranked by Yahoo, and uh, analyzed that. It was a fantastic um, number of shows. Um, lots of wagering information. I'm part of the Wager Pass group here, and for 15 bucks a month, you can get all of our handicapping games, uh, commentary, access to our Discord, which actually I think is the biggest value that we offer. You can get in our Discord, you can chat with myself with other handicappers, with other members um, for wagering, uh, and all kinds of fantasy tips and advice. Ask Craig, give uh, trade off ideas, thoughts, um, commentary. It's a great deal. Um, and it's a lot of fun. You don't really have to chat a lot if you don't want, but you can certainly um, just read what's going on and follow some some plays and some fantasy advice and wagering advice. So check out sportsethos.com for some of our packages. Big, game in the, uh, big night in the MLB tonight, 16 games after last night's seven-game slate. So we're going to jump right into it, and we start at 410 in the East with the first game of doubleheader. You get Lance Lynn. Chicago White Sox in Kansas City against Brady Singer and the Kansas City Royals. You can get the White Sox on the road at minus 125. The home Royals at plus 105. Total here is 8. Juice to the under at minus 125. Obviously, a pitcher's duel is expected. And you can get the White Sox at plus 130. <coughs> Excuse me. Plus 130 on the run line. Then comes in 53 and two-thirds innings, 5.87 ERA, 1.29 whip. Not his usual career numbers. Uh, 10 walks, 57 strikeouts. Struggled out of the gate after his injury. Um, has pitched well in the last couple of games and seems to be riding the ship a little bit. Brady Singer, on the other hand, struggled to start the year and uh, he's been doing well. Well, not on the other hand, he struggled to start the year and he's been doing well lately. 90 and two thirds innings, 3.67 ERA, 1.19 whip, 22 walks, 94 strikeouts. I'm actually in a few plays here. Uh, one is Lance Lynn over 5.5 Ks. He got that at minus 135. Um, 
mostly because, uh, well, as I said earlier, he's been pitching better, but a lot of it is also uh, the way the Royals have been hitting lately since they went to their even more of the youth movement. But you, if you look at Lynn, uh, in his last four games, he's cleared his prop. So eight well, against these Kansas City Royals a week ago, six innings, eight strikeouts. Uh, four left, Oakland, five and two-thirds, eight strikeouts. Cleveland, six innings, six strikeouts. So it's interesting there's Cleveland does strike out a lot. So that's, that's even more impressive number. Part of that five innings against Minnesota, uh, five, uh, six strikeouts. He's been allowed to go 90-plus kind of pitches every game. He even got to 104 and not lost to Oakland. Uh, so I think if he can get into that 90 range, get into the sixth inning, uh, he should be good to catch this prop. On the other side, Brady Singer, uh, I'm also on his strikeout prop of over four and a half. When you look at uh, his last few innings, NC's White Sox a week ago, six innings, just three strikeouts. But prior to that, against the Yankees, seven innings, 10 strikeouts. Against Tampa Bay, six innings, 12 strikeouts. Against Detroit, six innings, six strikeouts. Against Cleveland, seven innings, five strikeouts. Again, tough team to strike out. Uh, against Detroit, again, four and two thirds, nine strikeouts. Against Oakland, eight and third, five strikeouts. So basically, six of his last seven games, he has eclipsed the four and a half strikeout mark. The one was against these White Sox. But the White Sox don't hit ready or have been hitting ready as well this year. So I think Singer can get there as well. Um, that's at minus 140. But to go back to Lynn, in the last 15 games, the Royals have averaged 9.4 strikeouts. So he's got to get five and a half. They've, in the last 15 games, they've gone over that every single game. Three of those 15 games, they struck out six times. The other 12, seven or more times in every game. So they've got their youth movement. They've got a, young, uh, a lot of young players uh, in their order now. Uh, and I think Lynn, riding the ship a little, but veteran like that should be able to get through those young guys and get some strikeouts. So I've got Lance Lynn over five and a half and Brady Singer over four and a half. Next game to start the evening slate is in Philadelphia where the Marlins are in town. And you can get Miami behind Braxton Garrett at plus 190. And the home Phillies throw their ace, Zach Wheeler, and they are minus 230. Total here is seven and a half, one down on both sides. And you can get the home Phillies on the run line at minus 115. <coughs> Again, excuse me. Bit of a cough going on still. Uh, I'm actually on the Phillies here. I like them to win. I like them backing Wheeler. Can't take that minus 230. Uh, but I'm going to be on the run line at minus 115. I'm also on Phillies first five over two and a half. Got that plus 105. In a Wheeler outs prop of over 19 and a half. So he has to go over six in the third innings. Uh, in order to cash that. So as long as he gets to over six in the third innings, he got that at minus 120. So I'm on the Phillies to win, but to cover the run line. Uh, I'm on the over two and a half in the first five, and then I'm on Wheeler out total of nine, over 19 and a half. Um, out. He comes in the year, Zach Wheeler, 120 innings, 2.69 ERA, 1.01 with 25 walks, 129 strikeouts. So strikeout any kind of guy. He's been going deeper into games, and the Marlins are really struggling. On the other side, Braxton Garrett, 58 innings, 3.88 ERA, 1.16 whip, 14 walks, 66 strikeouts. Now, those are pretty impressive numbers, especially for a young guy like Garrett. Uh, but when you look at his games, the last four, he's at two against Cincy, two against Pitt. Uh, against Cincy, five and two-thirds, two earned runs. Part of that, at Cincy, five innings, five earned runs. Um, before that, against Pittsburgh, six innings. Only one earned run, and against Pittsburgh for about six innings, no earned runs. Before that, against the Mets, five and two, there's three earned runs. So um, he's looked good. I think he's had some pretty easy competition. He's been racking up some strikeouts, and the Phillies are hitting well. So I'm on the Phillies to win this one. 
when you get to Wheeler, uh, he's been going seven. Let's see, he's got exactly seven innings in five of his last six starts. Uh, the one he didn't was against the Jays when they got to him a little, not giving up a lot of runs, doing his typical Zach Wheeler thing, going kind of mid-90s to low 100s in pitches, so they're letting him go deeper in the games, which is why I'm on this outcrop of 19 and a half, and I'm also on Phillies. Um, to, get to, to get to Braxton Garrett for a few runs, I think they can hit him and, and get on the board early, in the first half of the game at least, and cover that two and a half. Next game of the night sees the Blue Jays in Baltimore. And on the hill for the Jays is Alec Menor. They're ready. And you can get them at minus 155 on the road. You can get the home Orioles with Kyle Radish. They're ready at plus 135. Total here, 8.5. Juice to be over at minus 115. And the Jays on the run line, you can get an even plus 100. Manoa comes in. 132 innings, 2.45 ERA, 0.99 whip, 30 walks, 119 strikeouts. A great numbers for him. Radish in there at 56 and third innings, 6.55 ERA, 1.65 whip, 21 walks. 58 strikeouts, not so much great numbers for him. Um, not really sure. I was looking at the Jays' first five over two and a half. I might be on that. I think they can get the Braddish. Um, you know, he's given up 1.65 whip. He's that's more than one and a half runners per inning. Uh, that's just not sustainable, especially against a team like Toronto. That you get guys on base against Toronto, um, you could be in pro- you could be in trouble because they've got uh, power throughout that lineup. I'm also considering Jays on the run line and even plus 100. Uh, I think they can get the Braddish, and I think Noah can probably get five or six at least and um, be able to get over that two-run two difference and get the cover the run line. So looking at the Jays in the run line and looking at the Jays' first five total uh, that I saw earlier, over two and a half, at about minus 105. Next game, we get to <laughs> – oh, my gosh, excuse me. And stop coughing here. Next game, we head to Boston, and the Red Sox are hosting the Braves. You can get Charlie Morton and the Braves at minus 155 on the money line, and veteran lefty Rich Hill for Boston at plus 135. Total here, 9.5, 110 on either side of that. And you can get the Braves on the run line at an even plus 100. Charlie Morton's been up and down, more down lately than up, but 116 and two thirds innings, 4.09 ERA, 1.21 whip. Um, 43 walks, 134 strikeouts. Rich Hill coming in just 73rd, 73 and two-thirds innings, 4.52 ERA, 1.32 whip, 22 walks, 59 strikeouts. And with Morton, if I if you'd heard him about a month or so ago, I would have been on him easily in this game, and I would have been on the Braves. I still would lean the Braves. Um, he had a good outing last time against Philly, 62 thirds, didn't give up any earned runs. But prior to that against Philly, five innings, give up four earned runs. Against the Angels for that six innings, no earned runs. But against the Mets, five innings, five earned runs. Washington, seven innings, two earned runs. So he's been getting, he hasn't blown up by any stretch of the imagination, but he's been getting hit a little bit more. Um, and the Red Sox, all while their bats have been cold, this whole team has been cold. Uh, they still have the skill to get to pretty much anybody. So uh, at minus 155, a little pricey for me on the money line. Um, with Rich Hill on mound in Boston, I think the Braves can get to him. Might look to the run line at an even plus 100 for, for right now. This game is um, pretty much a stay away from it. The next game is in New York, when we've get, where we've got the Mets hosting the Cincinnati Reds. On the hill for the Reds, lefty Mike Miner. And you can get them at plus 245. At home, 
For the Mets, you have Randy Carlos Carrasco. You can get them at minus 305. Cody 8.5, to the over at minus 115, and you can get the Mets on the run line at minus 145. I can't touch the money line at minus 305 or the run line at minus, 405, at minus 145. What I was looking at is the Mets alt run line. You can get that in. I saw uh, minus 2.5, you can get it. At even money plus 100 or minus two, you can get it minus 130. So um, <clears throat> I think I would lean to probably the the uh, minus two. So if they do in by by two, it's a push. But if they um, if you take the minus two and a half, you've got to win by three. That's a big number. So I think it might if I can find it all, well, if I can get that all line at minus two, I would look at that. But even at minus 130 on a on a two minus two all line um, is a pretty big number as well for me at least. So probably going to stay away. I think the Mets win this easy. Um, I was looking at some first half numbers, but I think the first five are just kind of tough. I can see them getting that number, but it's a little tough to uh, uh, put that up there, put that much up uh, to me at least. Next game of the night has the Guardians, and they are in Detroit to face the Tigers. And you can get Randy Shane Bieber on the hill for the Guardians at minus 185. The home Tigers sent Tyler Alexander, their lefty, and that's I can get the money line at plus 165. Total here is 7.5. And, and not that I think it's a pitcher's duel expected. It's used to the under minus 120, but I think this is a matter of Bieber should be able to shut down the Tigers. Um, and Cleveland has a good offense. They put up a few runs. We're not going to get a high scoring game, and I think I would agree with that. Uh, you can also get the Guardians on the run line at minus 110. Beaver coming in 124 and two-thirds innings, 3.39 ERA, 1.11 whip, 28 walks, 126 strikeouts. So not not a classic Shane Beaver dominant year, but a pretty darn good one. Tyler Alexander, on the other hand, 41 and two-thirds innings, 4.04 ERA, 1.23 whip, 10 walks, 24 strikeouts. I like Cleveland, but not at minus 185. Um, that's just a little pricey for me. And even the run line, I'm not exactly sure they're going to get that many runs. So I was looking at their first, <coughs> excuse me, first five, um, but decided to uh, pass on that as well. So let's get the game. Second game of the doubleheader between Chicago and Kansas City has Randy Dennis, or sorry, Davis Martin on the hill for the White Sox. You get them at minus 135. And then Casey throws out Randy John Easley. And you can get them at plus 115. Total here is 9.5, uh, which is a little surprising. Um, Juice to the under, minus 115. I guess two bad pitchers on the mound, but not exactly earth-shattering offenses either. So uh, a little surprised at 9.5, especially second game of a doubleheader. And you can get the White Sox on the run line at plus 120. Martin comes in 30 to third innings, 4.75 BRA, 1.29 whip, 9 watts, 23 strikeouts. On the flip side, he's leading a struggle this year, 5.82 BRA. 55 and two-thirds innings, 1.56 whip, 28 walks, 41 strikeouts. Uh, if anything, I would lean, and I'm probably going to lean towards the White Sox. I might look at the run line again. It's at plus 120. Uh, I just don't trust easily. I get a 1.56 whip. Anybody, if you've heard my show before, anybody's given up more than a runner and a half in inning against any major league team. Um, and the way the White Sox are hitting lately, they're doing well. So uh, that's, a, that's a recipe for disaster. So I would lean towards the Sox in game two. Uh, but on the run line, so don't really want to lay 135 with uh, Davis Martin on the, on the hill. Next game is in Chicago for the Cubs. Continue their series against the Nationals. Washington throws out their Randy Palo Espino. You get them plus 170 on the money line. 
Cubs counter with their right remark Stroman you can get them a minus 200 at home total here seven and a half juice to the over at minus 115 and you can get the Cubbies on the run line at plus 105 and if anything, I would look to that run line at plus 105. I can't lay 200 bucks with the Cubs. Sorry, I can't lay 200 with the Cubbies. Uh, I think you're going to see a lot of these against the Nationals. I mean, the Cubs aren't that good a team. And how are they linked? Minus 200. Uh, Strowman's definitely a better pitcher. Uh, but I think the Nats and their quad A, their 4A lineup, their quad A lineup, whatever you want to call it, uh, is going to see a lot of these numbers. So I can't lay 200 with the Cubbies. Maybe I can get to that run line at plus 105. And 7.5. And under, I think I heard the winds blowing me. Confirm that before you um, put anything down on this game. Espino's been a decent pitcher. Comes in 72 thirds innings, 4.2 ERA, 1.27 whip, 13 walks, 53 strikeouts. Strom at 74 innings, exactly 4.00 ERA, 1.14 whip, 18 walks, 16 strikeouts. I think both these team, both these pitchers, can keep the other teams in check. Um, and I just need a little more towards the Cubs uh, lineup, Stroman being a slightly better pitcher. So maybe the run line at plus 105. Next game is in Milwaukee where the Rays are in town. And the Rays start opener, Jimmy Iacobonis. You can get them at plus 145. And the Brewers go with Freddie Peralta, minus 165. Uh, Iacobonis probably going inning, maybe two. And then the feeling is that we hand it off to Ryan Yarbrough. Total here is eight, juice to the under, minus 115. You can get the home brewers on the run line at plus 125. Now, interesting matchup. Um, well, interesting to see uh, what Peralta brings to the table. He, in his first game back from injury list, so his last game before being injured was May, May 22nd. His last, the, the next game he pitched was exactly six days ago against Pittsburgh. 3.2 innings, four hits, two earned runs, two walks, three strikeouts, and 67 pitches. So I would see him probably going four-plus innings. Maybe they push him to five. He's doing well. Um, Lane 165, that was just way too much for me for a pitcher in his second game back. His first game you know, against Pittsburgh didn't go all that well. Uh, four walks. Sorry, four hits, two walks, and three and two-thirds innings against Pitt. Uh, is not a great showing. But probably just working out some kinks. Um, and I just can't trust the, the Brewers' bats on the run line at plus 125. So stay away from me. I would, you know what, I, I wouldn't lean the other way. This, this is a true stay away. I don't know which way this game is going to go. Uh, so I'm just going to pass. Next game is in Houston, where the Astros are facing their in-state rivals, the Texas Rangers. And we have, just one of my screens up here. For Texas, they throw lefty Martin Perez, and you get them plus 160. Houston throws their righty Jose Urquidy. At minus 180, total juice to the total is eight, juice to the under at minus 120. And you can get the Astros on the run line at plus 115. Preston's in 131 innings pitched, 2.47 area, 1.16 whip, 38 walks, 116 strikeouts. Their key, 114 third innings, 3.62 ERA, 1.15 whip, 24 walks, and 90 strikeouts. Now, Perez has actually done. He's having a good year. Uh, he's only he's given up exactly one earned run in his last four outings against Baltimore, the Angels, Oakland, and Seattle. And he's pitched against Houston twice this year and has very good numbers. So, um, sixteen innings, ten hits, just one earned run, a walk, and nine strikeouts. So he went a complete nine innings against them in one game. Shut them out, and seven innings only gave up one earned run. So the nine inning game is May twentieth. Seven innings and only one earned run. 
uh, was April 28th. So that was a while ago. Again, Houston's certainly heated up since. Uh, on the flip side, we have Arquides went pitched twice against Texas this year, 12 and two-thirds innings, 11 hits, 400 runs, one walk, and 14 strikeouts. Uh, so six inning, no decision on June 14th, and six and two-thirds, uh, one run game where he got the win on May 22nd. So it should be an interesting game. Um, I, I just like the Astros. I know Perez has pitched well against them. Uh, but I can't lay 180. With the guys pitch that well against them, I'm not really going to lay 180. On the run line at 115, if I was that keen in the game, I would be probably on the run line, but I'm not. Uh, maybe look toward, towards the under eight. Uh, both teams, the Texas has the ability to go cold with their bats. I mean, they, they have the ability to put up some runs, but when they get shut down, they get shut down. So I would look maybe under the eight, but at 120, I'm not so sure about, sure about that. We'll take a quick break and we'll get back, wrap up the West Coast games and call it a night. All right, next game, St. Louis is in Mile High City to play the Rockies. Should be some fireworks going off, I think, in this series. You get Miles Mike Mikolos on the hill, the righty for St. Louis, and you can get them at minus 170 in the money line. You get the home Rockies behind the righty, Ryan Feltner, at plus 150. Total here is 11, juice to the over at minus 120. You can get the cards at minus, uh, on the run line at minus 115. Mikolos, 138 and two-thirds innings, 2.9. Not sorry, 2.92 ERA, 1.01 whip, 27 walks, 106 strikeouts. Feltner, 40 and two thirds innings, 5.75 ERA, 11 walks, 38 strikeouts, 1.45 whip. Now, I looked at this game hard and I looked at it a lot of different ways. I'm just not sure how to get to any of these numbers. Uh, Miko is better pitcher than Feltner, obviously. A lot of people say he's been pitching over his head, maybe he has, but he's continued to do well. You know, 1.01 whip, 2.92 ERA. He's been pitching well. Bit of a pitch to contact guy, but he's been doing. He's been continuing to do it. So uh, they win the pitching battle. Their hitting has been on fire. Um, so they win that battle too. The thing is, when you go into Coors, you never know what's going to happen. Um, Miklos pitches his changeup goes flat a little bit. All of a sudden, Colorado hits him around the park. They can put up a lot of runs, and they can win. So I'm not really going to take the the run line for the cards, and I'm not going to lay 170. It's stay away. If anything, I would lean towards the I do, I do lean towards the cards, and um, I'd probably lean to the over 11. Uh, I think the cards get the, you know, I was, I was actually looking at their um, first five run total, and it's over three and a half. That's a lot of runs. It was at plus 110, but if anything, I would take the cards on the first five over three and a half. I'm going to look at that and debate if it comes, comes, uh, that number were to come down. I don't think it would be, uh, but maybe the two and a half or three, then I'd be all over it. Next game is in California where we have the A's traveling up the coast. Sorry, the angels traveling up the coast to play the Oakland A's. The angels throw out their ace and who I think should probably win the MVP again this year. Shohei Otani. You can get them at minus 180 on the money line against James Caprillion for Oakland, who you can get at plus 160. Total here is six and a half. And you can get the Angels at an even plus 100 on the run line. But actually, the six and a half is juiced down to minus 120. I would actually look at that number. I think Caprillion can give up a few runs, and Otani has actually been uh, a little more, actually looks human recently. His numbers, though, 105 innings, 2.83 ERA, 104 Sorry, 1.04 whip, 152 strikeouts and just 24 walks. Caprillion, 85 and a third innings, 4.32 ERA, 1.29 whip, 20 
sorry, 36 walks and 57 strikeouts. Uh, I was looking at I was looking at a strikeout prop. I was seeing around eight, eight and a half for Otani. Could he get there? Sure. Oakland doesn't strike out a lot. Oddly enough, for as bad as their offense is, they don't strike out a lot. And uh, last time these guys played, which was exactly six days ago, uh, Otani went five and two thirds. Sorry, last time Otani pitched against Oakland, exactly six days ago, five and two thirds, seven hits, three runs, two earned, one walk, seven strikeouts. So he wouldn't hit that prop there. Ninety nine pitches before that, he reeled off strikeouts of 11, 11, 12, 10, 11, 13. He's just been fantastic this year. But his one game against Oakland, they got they got to him a little seven hits and they got a couple runs on the board. The flip side of that, Caprillion has pitched well. He's given up uh, one or no earned runs in five of his last six outings. Four of those games, he gave up one earned run. One of those games, he gave up zero. And the one game uh, against Texas, he gave up three earned runs in five innings. So he's been pitching well. And his one outing against these Angels was also six days ago against Sotani. Five and a third innings, six hits, one earned run, one walk, four strikeouts. So at plus 160, I think there's value on Oakland. I just can't go against Shohei Otani. You know, this game I could see being close. Um, you know, a 0-0, one nothing game going into the 6th, 7th kind of thing. Much like it was last night. And then they get to the bullpens. And I would actually probably lean more towards Oakland's bullpen. But who knows what happens after that. So plus 160, there might be some value. I don't see um, trying to pull up the first five numbers. Or pardon me, yeah, first half numbers. Total three and a half. You can get it under around minus one twenty-five, one thirty. Might be some value there. You know, if Otani's on, he's shutting Oakland down, no doubt about it. And if Caprillion's having even a decent game, I don't think LA is getting to him for anything. So, uh, might look to the first half under or the first five under there. Next game of the night is not an overly thrilling game, as I said yesterday, but we'll cover it anyways. Uh, we are in Arizona. Let's pull up the game here. And you get the Pirates in town. Pirates throw righty Zach Thompson, and you can get them at plus 140 on the money line. And Tommy Henry, the young rookie, makes his second start for the D-backs. You can get them at minus 160. Total here is 8.5, juice to the over at minus 115. And you can get the D-backs on the run line at plus 125. Thompson comes in 85 and two-thirds inning, 5.15 ERA, 1.46 whip. 33 walks, 60 strikeouts. Not impressive numbers. Uh, Henry really too early to tell. He pitched one good. Five innings, 7.2 ERA, three walks, three strikeouts, 1.40 whip uh, out of Michigan University. He's having a decent year, kind of a strikeout and any kind of guy in double A and triple A earlier this year, but not enough for me to, to, to know much about. And at minus 160, I know he's a lefty. The Pirates don't hit lefties well. I was looking at his strikeout prop. It's I think it was four and a half. So he would have to base, you know, if you, if you strike out an inning in the minors, that doesn't usually translate the same in the majors. Uh, but even when he does, he's got to get the five innings. And he got that last game, uh, but I'm not 100% sure he's going to get there. So don't really want to back that. Other than that, don't really know how to break break down the game as far as what I'm looking at. Um, uh, young pitcher going against Thompson. Maybe there's value Pitts, Pittsburgh at plus 140. Um Somebody, you know, I, I don't, I, I have no idea. Eight and a half, juice to the over at minus one fifteen. Neither team's offense is very good. Uh, if anything, I'd look to the under there at minus one hundred five. So the second last game, third last game, uh, which one will be one of the I think two remaining pitchers duels. It should be a good game, and we've got the Giants in 
see Giants, sorry, Giants in San Diego to face the Padres. I'm just trying to pull up the game log here, the, the, the pitching logs here. For the Giants, you've got Alex Cobb, their righty, and you can get them at plus 160. And Joe Musgrove is at home for the Padres at their righty at minus 180. Total here is seven and a half. Just the under at minus 120. You can get the Padres at plus 120 on the run line. Cobb comes in 88 in the third innings, 4.08 ERA, 1.27 whip, 26 walks, 93 strikeouts. But he seems to have turned it around a little. He's been pitching well in the last month. Uh, the Padres pitcher, Joe Musgrove, 120 innings, exactly 3.00 ERA, 1.03 whip, 28 walks, 120 strikeouts. Now, the Padres, since their big splash and their big trade, their bats have gone completely cold, which is interesting. Um, I think myself included, everybody thought they were going to start to um, thump everybody, but uh, it ha- I'm sure it'll come around, but it hasn't come around yet. So um, when you look at Musgrove in his last few outings, Against Colorado at home, uh, four and two thirds, eight hits, six earned runs. At home against Minnesota, six innings, four hits, two earned runs. At New York Mets, five and five and a third, five hits, four earned runs. At Colorado, five innings, nine hits, five earned runs. It's Colorado, fair enough. Uh, at home against the Giants, seven innings, shut them out. Uh, at the Dodgers, seven innings, five hits, three earned runs. And at Philly, six innings, seven hits, six earned runs. So he's given up four or more earned runs. Let's call it three or more earned runs in one, two, three, four, five of his last seven starts. Uh, so he still has three ERA. So he was mowing everybody on start the year. He's come back down to earth. I don't, like I said yesterday, I don't trust the Giants' bats. I can't really back the Giants. Uh, Cobb has pitched decent recently, not fantastic. And if and when the Padres bats do wake up, uh, they should be able to get to a pitcher like Cobb. So at minus 180, can't really back the Padres in the run. Uh, maybe, you know, the run line at plus 120. But when you see a number of total seven and a half indicating pitchers do a low scoring battle, it makes it even tougher for, for anybody uh, to win by run and a half. So uh, stay away from me once again. The second last game of the night has Minnesota Twins in L.A. to face the Dodgers. The Twins, you get righty Joe Ryan on the hill at plus 180. For the Dodgers, you get lefty Julio Urias at minus 220. Total here is eight, choose to the over at minus 115, and the Dodgers on the run line at minus 115. I'm actually looking, I'm looking hard at that minus 115 to the Dodgers. Um, seems that, what did I hear, they won like 35 or 30 of the last 35 games. I think they are playing well. And uh, came off a big series win against San Diego, and they're beating teams soundly. Joe Ryan comes in 90 and two-thirds innings, 3.670 ERA, 1.08 whip, 22 walks, 89 strikeouts. Urias, 115 and two-thirds innings, 2.57 ERA, 0.99 whip, 24 walks, 109 strikeouts. Uh, again, I'm, I'm on the Dodgers. I'm not on them at minus 220. So that minus uh, 115 run line is probably what I'm, something I'll be definitely looking at. Last game of the night, which is probably the pitcher's duel. I think it's pitcher's duel of the night. Yankees in, in Seattle to face um, the Mariners. Garrett Cole starts for the – sorry, I drew a blank there. Garrett Cole starts for the Yanks. And you can get them as favorites on the road at minus 130. And newly acquired Luis Castillo – starts for the M's. I think this is his first home start. Uh, he comes in at, at plus 110. Total here is seven, so obviously pitch is still expected. Juice to the under minus 120. You get the Yankees on the run line at plus 135. Just to give you their quick numbers, 
Cole's 131 in the third innings, 3.56 ERA, 1.04 whip, 33 walks, 170 strikeouts. Very much a classic Garrett Cole year. Castile, uh, well, this is strange. It shows six and six. You know what? That's just this is one start with the um, with the Mariners, so we'll skip that. Uh, Castillo comes in 91 and two-thirds innings, 2.95 ERA, 31 walks, 98 strikeouts. These guys met, uh, both started uh, six days ago, and Cole went six innings, seven hits, six earned runs, a walk, and eight strikeouts, three home runs. Probably not going to do that again. On the flip side, Castillo came in six and two-thirds, five hits, three earned runs, three walks, eight strikeouts, one home run. He was mowing them down for the first few innings and then got hit. Uh, in the sixth before they pulled him. So I don't see that necessarily repeating. I, I can't believe Cole's going to give up three home runs again. And I can't see the M's getting him to that, that getting to him that easily. Um, Yankees bats been cold lately, though, although they finally woke up yesterday. So I think I back, back the Yankees here. Minus 130, not a bad price. The under seven, I might actually look to the over at plus 100 from, uh, from what I'm seeing. Cole's been giving up a few runs, you know, in his last four out, let's see, five of his last six outings, he's given up three, more than three in runs. So seven, six earned runs in seven, uh, to, to Seattle against KC, six innings, five earned runs at Baltimore, six innings, four runs, three earned runs, uh, seven innings against Boston, two earned runs, seven innings against Cincinnati, no earned runs. Both those teams are struggling. Uh, but then early July against Red Sox, six innings, five earned runs. So uh, he's been giving up a few runs. I don't think he's getting crushed. I don't think he's collapsing. He's giving up a few runs. And, you know, Castillo pitched well against him, still got three earned runs in six and two-thirds innings, and the Yankees are the Yankees. So if they wake up, they're getting anybody. So I might look at the over there, uh, the over seven at plus 100. So 16 games, lots of games, a few props, a few sides, a few totals. Hopefully, there's got to be something in there that you're going to want to uh, look at tonight, if not a number of things. I was on some pitching K-props early. Uh, really like that Philly-Miami game. Will, really like Wheeler's out totals. Uh, Philly first five and Philly on the run line. I don't usually make three bets like that in one game, but uh, looking at that pretty hard. So hopefully there's something out there for you. But before we go, I just want to remind you of our partners at Manscaped. If you go to manscaped.com and use the, the coupon code HOOPBALL20, so hoopball Two zero. When you check out, you get 20% off your order and free shipping. Again, if you haven't checked this out, go to sportsethos.com. Lots of interesting stuff there. Lots of reasonably priced packages. And follow me on Twitter, Doug underscore read three four. DM me any questions, comments. I will respond as fast as I can, which is always within the same day. Give me a shout. Love to hear any thoughts, comments. Um, please go to your podcast provider and provider and rate and review the show. Enjoy the night. Got to be something out there you can jump on. And we will talk to you tomorrow. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. 
Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.